Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are the The Iggy Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode three. This is Troubles in Quarantine, talking about COVID-19. You know, it's on everybody's minds, so we thought might as well have an episode about it and how it relates to us as Iggy parents and our little Iggy, Mm -hmm. Adelaide. Because this is going to affect everyone differently, and it is going to even affect us differently in the future, but we wanted to take a little snapshot of what this looks like. Yeah, so the year 2020 has certainly brought new challenges. Whether you're listening to this while still experiencing some kind of lockdown, or maybe your region has started to reopen, maybe you're listening to this in the future. We just wanted to give you a snapshot or time capsule to explain our experience with this new COVID-19 world and how Raising Adelaide has been since we started self-isolating. It is July 2020, just to give you a timestamp there, and a lot has changed since this whole thing started. Yeah, so kind of the start for us was March 15th. You want to tell them about what happened that day? Yeah, so March 15th is a very distinct date in my mind because it's when the fitness studio where I work closed. I don't think it came as too much of a surprise because coronavirus started to be discussed in the news that it might present a problem for us. I remember at that time I thought it would maybe last about a month, the lockdown, that I'd be out of work for about a month. But I really didn't think it would turn out the way it did. Some of my colleagues even imagined that it would only last a week. There were a lot of studios and dance studios, fitness studios, that said, we'll check in about a week from now and and see if we'll reopen. So... I thought that was a little optimistic, but I know a lot of my colleagues imagined it was going to be just a week. We are not at home. This is not our regular setup. We are currently visiting my parents up in Muskoka. Maybe you hear some nature sounds. There might be some wind, some bird sounds, some boats Adelaide eating an ant. (laughs) I don't know how loud that is, but she's been doing it. Depends how close she is to the microphone. (laughs) But we had a plan at the beginning of all of this to, to come back to or come up to Muskoka to see my family, and uh, we'll talk more about why it's taken this long to actually do it. So in the very beginning, like I said, March 15th, my work ended. Ryan, you can explain your work ending. Yeah, so I was was the swing in a production of Beauty and the Beast, and swing means um, understudy for the ensemble. So uh, we were two weeks into our five-week run, um, when we performed the last show on, on March 15th, and that meant that I never got to go on for the show. So, Such a strange thing to happen. Yeah, so had been in, in rehearsals for over a month, had um, had a full week of tech week where you're there 8, 10, 12 hours a day in the in the theater, close quarters with everyone, and then all of a sudden don't get to see anyone at all. Yeah, so... We were very busy. Up until this, I remember my last week teaching. I taught 10 classes that week. And Ryan was in rehearsal mode. And we had just come back from two separate trips in February to New York City. Right. So Adelaide was actually staying with my parents. And 
it's like a second home to her. They have a pen set up for her. They've always looked after her when we've been traveling. Mm-hmm. And we did the same thing at Christmas. Yeah, she stayed there when we were really busy. Again, Ryan was in the show and I was working retail at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. holiday season, very, very busy. Adelaide had a little Christmas vacation as well. <laughs> so at the start of this, we realized we've got to go get our dog mm-hmm. because if we don't get her now, who knows? Are they going to close down the highways? Right. Are we not going to be able to travel? And like Jess said, we really didn't know how long this was going to be. So kind of our, our original plan was we're going to go get Adelaide. We're going to go to Muskoka. We'll be there for a week. We'll go to Brantford. We'll be we're there, for, stay a there week, for a week. And then we'll see where all of this Maybe it'll be done. Day. Yeah, maybe huh. it's all over by then. We just got time with our families and then it's all done. But the more and more we were hearing that there might be asymptomatic carriers and spreaders, it, it felt irresponsible for us to come up to Muskoka where, where my parents own and run a store. We're, we're currently up, up on the roof right now. That uh, is the deck that they live in an apartment that's above the, the business. So... We canceled the trip. It was it was the day we were supposed to go. We had our bags packed. I remember Adelaide was walking around on my suitcase. <laughs> and then Ryan came out of the shower and said, Hey, I don't think we should go anymore. No. And and we've And it felt like the right decision. Yeah. That we have now been at home for three months and now that things have finally started to open up, we'll see if they remain open, but at this time the the restrictions were loosened enough that we felt comfortable to come up here. I'd say the biggest thing for our region was when everything shut down, the number of people that could gather was five. Mm-hmm. But now there's a regulation that we have. We're allowed to meet in groups of 10 and they've sort of called it a, a bubble or a I think it's actually two separate circle? regulations that you okay. can be in groups of 10 socially distant yep. and have your bubble of 10 people oh yes that you kind of don't have any restrictions with so because we haven't seen anyone in close quarters we we felt comfortable to come up here and kind of make my parents our bubble yeah an extension of our (laughs) two-person bubble and a dog now we have your parents as well Mm -hmm. everything closed march 15th we were still walking adelaide outside Mm -hmm. and no one was wearing masks yet really in stores or outside and we didn't feel too unsafe to take her out for a walk but we started to notice as the weather got a little warmer more people were on the streets mm-hmm. we kind of transitioned to self-isolation and really not, not even walking her yeah we didn't go out because Adelaide is pee pad trained we really felt comfortable keeping her inside and it just felt safer when you go out and you have a cute little dog, people want to come up to you and pet your dog and ask you about her and, and kind of forget the rules because she's so darn cute. Yeah, and right? everyone was new at yeah. this, right? Like, I feel like now I have a better sense of what six feet is. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've never thought so much about how far I am from people. Mm-hmm. One of our biggest fears happened that with everything closing, the essential services initially were... 70 businesses or business types in our region. But then there was even more of a lockdown that I forget what the number got reduced to, but 
pet stores were taken off. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know what that meant. Um, The first time that we heard of curbside pickup, we did an online order with our local pet store, Tammy Doggy Outfitters, and it kind of felt sneaky. I I felt, I was like, are we breaking rules? Are we allowed to do this? Are pet stores being left open when they shouldn't be? Right. Um, We didn't know what it meant to be not an essential service anymore. They did a really good job of having an online ordering system where you can pick up or deliver. And they even utilized a food delivery app, right? They just have a a menu of dog food, dog treats. It was amazing. (laughs) And uh, and you just make your selection on there. So it, it was a really smooth process. But because we didn't know if there was going to be further restrictions or, or what was going to happen, we made sure to go and stock up. Because the last thing we wanted to have to do was also change her food, right? Yeah. The, the food we feed her is not in the, in the grocery stores. So she has enough stress right now. So we don't want to have to upset her stomach when... She's already being stressed out by changes and not being able to see dogs and having too much energy. Yeah. Her being inside more led to her acting out a bit. And I know we had a blog post about this. And in the beginning, the weather wasn't warm enough for her to go outside on the balcony every day. We had to play it by ear. And again, we tried to walk her in the beginning. And then we realized that the streets were getting maybe a little too busy we couldn't maintain social distance. We weren't wearing masks. So then we started to play fetch with her inside where she can run and, and jump around. But we have hardwood floors. So we got a, a rug, kind of a runner rug, which she enjoyed, but still slides around a little bit and also became a chew toy. <laughs> yeah. So the theory was, oh, slippery floors. Let's buy a rug. Wait. Rug equals chew toy. Now we have more problems in quarantine. Okay. (laughs) So we kind of rolled up the mat and only take it out when we can watch her. Mm -hmm. But something happened that we started to notice a trend. And With the knees? Yeah. Yeah. Adelaide has a luxating patella. Mm -hmm. We noticed that she would hop around on three legs. It's usually one of her back legs. And it almost looked like her toe was pointing a different direction than the rest of her leg. And, or the upper part of her leg. So she was never in distress. She would never cry. She didn't even really look all that sad. Mm -mm. She sometimes would continue to play. But she would hop around on just three legs. And I wondered why she was favoring that leg. So we had heard a little bit about it, but we weren't too sure. And we chatted with our breeder and Adelaide does not have a history of it in her genes. So we thought, you know what, let's take her to the vet and figure that out. Mm -hmm. But because of all the restrictions, we put it off. Honestly, we, we just felt too nervous to, we, we weren't sure what they were open for. They, they were they, they were saying only emergencies. emergencies. Yeah. We got an email about it. They've been very good. Our vet um, has been very good at communicating what is available and what the protocol is for bringing your pet in during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So well, once they opened it up to more more regular visits, I drove her over, had her in the, the travel crate, handed her off 
And then I had a phone call with the doctor about what the problem was, that she's got this luxating patella and, and that it's a level one out of out of four. So shouldn't get worse and shouldn't need surgery. So it was a very smooth process, but under any other circumstances, we wouldn't have put it off. Right. I know in the past, we haven't had too many emergency, knock on wood, haven't had too many emergency trips to the vet, but... We go we immediately. Would go. We go 8 o'clock the next morning as soon as they're open. We are those Iggy parents. Yeah. <laughs> when something's wrong, you want to make sure they're not going to do further damage as well. Yeah. So we've kind of skipped over the, the biggest chunk that it was uh, It was in June when we took her to the vet. And it was in March when it was too cold to go walking. So April and May. What happened in between there? Yeah. Who knows what happened between April I, and I May? Know, yeah. Who knows how... What, we celebrated our one-year wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So... The Iggy parents were newlyweds. We just celebrated our first wedding anniversary. And I mean, that was really fun. We just ordered food and we got all dressed up and, you yeah, know, people, we got to celebrate those things. funny looks because no one has any reason to dress up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? So she's got a dress on. I've got a, a suit on. And it's like, where the heck are you going? Just celebrating. To get takeout <laughs> and come back home and have a candlelit dinner. It was great. Yeah. And we celebrated Adelaide's first birthday. Yeah. But again, we weren't able to go out to the dog parks. They're closed. Weren't able to meet up with anyone at the time. In May, again, it wasn't extended to more people. Mm -hmm. So we did a little virtual online birthday. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. Made her a cake and tried to celebrate her even though she can't go out. Mm -hmm. And we, we also in that time learned a lot about what the things that Adelaide likes and some things that we like that we didn't know that we meal started kit. to get a meal kit service. Yeah. That uh, we have enjoyed cooking at home. I mean, we have the time for it now, but it, it's been really good for us that we get to try new foods and learning new cooking techniques. And, and I love that it cut the time that we spent at the store. Right. Yeah. That we, we were get, able to just. We get the big, the big one. So it's four meals and four servings of it and that's then a lot of the grocery shopping that we were doing cut down yeah so now we're only shopping for essential things and things around the house and most of our meals are provided by this service so Mm -hmm. we were able to cut down on the time we spent outside and honestly spending more time with our dog which is nice yeah and so we would put on the tv for her then we would put on Dog shows. So Westminster Kennel Club is great in the last couple of years. They've put all the different breeds. So they do all the different groups and have the specific breeds all shown at once. So we could put on a half an hour video that's all toy dogs or all Italian greyhounds. And we've really found that she likes people. She likes dogs, but she loves Italian greyhounds. Obsessed. Yeah. It's a really like personality change when she sees them on the screen. And when she sees them in person. Obviously, yeah. Of course. But she would follow them. They would come on the screen and then they're walking towards her and she's wagging her tail, jumping up at the TV. And then as they left the frame, she would follow them and she would think that they were on the balcony. So she would run to the door and try and meet them outside. But it's it's a little heartbreaking to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, it's, a I think, a big reason why people, often people have two of them. Mm-hmm. They can keep each other company. I think that Adelaide found ways to entertain herself that maybe came out as bad habits that 
would grab our scrunchies and honestly interrupting all of my at-home yoga workouts. Mm -hmm. So whether I was teaching online or I was just practicing on my own, Adelaide liked to interrupt those sessions. So we actually released a blog and tutorial about this. So if you want to look into that more, if your dog also eats you alive while you work out, we have a little resource on that and practice training because it definitely is a concern for us when we're spending a lot of time at home and I'm doing those either teaching and not paying attention to her, then she starts to act out. Yeah. Spending time at home during quarantine has given me a lot of time to chat on Instagram with a lot of dog moms and dads. And I've been learning a lot about other Iggy's and their problems. So we were having a good chat with Mackenzie our friend and Ryan's childhood friend that is mom of the little deers. And she was saying how Adelaide is not a regular Iggy. Her personality is not really the typical Iggy. Often Iggy's can be a little aloof and maybe a little shy. And Adelaide is very outgoing. She goes up to the big dogs and knows how to play with just about anybody. But I've been learning a lot more about sort of the range of an Iggy's personality. So a big concern that a lot of dog moms and dads have been chatting with me about is separation anxiety. And I know we're going to have an episode about this, but I will say that during quarantine, Adelaide has become more attached to us. And we don't really leave the house. So you're not leaving the house, and your dog's got pent-up energy, and she becomes really attached to you. How do you practice your crate training or how do you practice leaving her alone without her sort of acting out? So sometimes dogs bark, they cry, or they, if you leave them out, destroy things. Or we've seen a lot of Iggy's sadly breaking their legs during this time, which is also going to be another episode. So don't worry, we're going to get to that. But quarantine has kind of been a little troublesome time because what's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen when you go back to work? And... So far, our practice has been to leave Adelaide for periods of time. So even though we were afraid in the beginning to go outside ourselves, we found ways and outlets to go out safely. And Ryan has a car, so I am now teaching back in the studio. And when I teach my online streams, we often leave Adelaide at home. So she's beginning a little time to herself. And I think it's good for her to not be so attached to us. Because in the beginning, we'd walk down the hallway to put the garbage down the chute, and she would cry. She would stand by the door, even if one of us was home. Ryan would be sitting on the couch, I'd go out to take the trash out, and within 30 seconds, she's standing at the door crying. So these are the things that we're definitely going to be working on and practicing. But um, as things start to reopen with the economy and feeling more safe, and with the summer weather, people are going out more, we're trying our best to practice leaving Adelaide alone and cope with that sort of separation anxiety that she might have started to develop during quarantine. Good point. I hadn't thought of that as a consequence of this time, but it's true. She wasn't, when she was younger, didn't have those signals that she was having trouble. Obviously, we don't know what she's like when we're not there. Yeah. But, uh, we, I mean, we can see when she de-stuffed her beds. She would de-stuff her bed or play with her poop. Mm -hmm. That's the worst one which I'm kind of thankful that that doesn't happen anymore because we've been here to watch it. But there's the fear what's going to happen when we have to 
go back to work full time because we're both sort of working here and there. But again, it's not full time and it's not what our future and reality is going to look like. So when Jess was has been going back to teach her fitness classes, there's been a few times where I drive. Well, I drive her, always drive her. Um, and there's been a few times where I'll take the dog and go to the dog park. That was one of the things that was closed that was so sad during the first parts of the shutdown was that the dog parks were closed. Well, all all parks were closed. And now the reopening is happening, that dog parks are open and, and parks are open. We've been meeting up with some people that there's a, a few small Iggies near us that we've gotten to play with. Not it's sure been a good I- test to see Adelaide with Iggies that are the age of 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, her half-brother, Atlas. She already adores him. They used to play together at the BFF Playcare. There's a... Puppy Power Hour. Yeah, so puppies can go and play indoors, or they did, play indoors once a week. So Adelaide already formed a bit bit of a bond with Atlas. Now she gets to see him out at the dog park, and we'll have our own little meetups. Even went to the trails. We Mm. talked about that in our summer tips. Yes. That... Adelaide's been enjoying going on trails, mm-hmm. or we've been enjoying going on those trails, and Adelaide seems to be having a great time. Yeah, so it's nice that we're we're getting to take her out again and, and let her get her energy out in, honestly, the most efficient way. There's been days where we go to the dog park at 11 o'clock in the morning, and she's out for the rest of the day. Yeah. That she'll wake up to eat food and walk around a little bit and then sleep until the next day. Honestly, so on a day where I'm teaching online at the studio, works out really well as as well to get her tired and then we don't have to worry about her sort of acting out in the afternoon. She's learning how to be with other dogs again and she loves it. I mean, we've never been really concerned about her relationship with other dogs, but I feel like she's getting even more comfortable and learning how to properly play Mm-hmm. And listening to the cues of other dogs. And setting her own boundaries as well. She finally gives bigger dogs some space sometimes. She'll go hide between people's feet or under benches yeah. or something. And then when she's comfortable, comes right back out. Reopening. It's a scary concept, honestly, to us because everyone is reopening in different ways. Different phases and different countries are doing different things. And some people feel super safe. Some people feel a little at risk. So, of course, it's always up to you to make the decision for you and your dog. And if dog parks don't feel safe to you, I completely understand. We understand even within our own community, not every Iggy goes to the dog park because sometimes the big dogs, and especially after they've been cooped up in quarantine, maybe they're not as well behaved as they used to be. So it's a bit of a different animal now that we're reexamining what it means to go to the dog park. I think that with everything reopening as well, just do what you're, you're comfortable with. For us, it went from only being able to gather in groups of five and still socially distant, and you have to wear masks if you're indoors, to now having a, a bubble of 10 and being able to gather in groups of 10, again, socially distant if you're indoors wearing masks. So the transition from five to 10 is what made us feel comfortable to go to dog school again, because... That's been one of our biggest joys, to be able to train her again. Do you want to chat about that, Ryan? Yeah. We so had it, expired classes. Yeah, we we had to send them a message because our our 
dog school credits expired. They they have a series of seven, and you have to finish them in a certain period of time. But I think it's six months. We tried to sign up when they first opened and, and realized that we couldn't, and now are are getting to go through and, yeah, have this, this bonding experience with her again and is giving us more things to work on, which is what has inspired us doing the Training Tuesday. Yeah, those have been really fun. I know we're early on in our days with that, but I definitely plan to keep going and using it as a bit of an accountability exercise Mm -hmm. that it's hard for us to train her, I feel like, for our own stamina. I feel like I get bored doing the same thing over and over again and maybe not seeing any results, but it's because I'm not doing it as frequently as I should. Mm. I know it's all on me. It has nothing to do with her. She's very receptive to training. She's a smart cookie. So we need to be, as the parents, a little more diligent with our training Mm -hmm. and having the motivation of creating a video around it that we can go back and look when we're feeling a little frustrated and need inspiration. That works for us. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's giving us more ideas of what to work on. I know there's sometimes when I try and do a a training session with her and I'm like, I don't know what we need to work on, right? I want to work on her not pulling when we're walking when she sees a dog, but like what skills can I break that down into? That's recall and name recognition and look at me and and these things, but I can't think of them at the time. When you're in that situation. Yeah. I think quarantine has sort of illuminated so many of her habits that we need to sort of adapt and change. Mm -hmm. And then some of the habits she has have just always been there. Like the leash pulling, it's definitely something we need to work on, and it's not gone away just by being indoors. So I think that this is going to be a good exercise for us. I'm not prepared for a back to normal for a long time, if ever, right? This might have big fundamental changes to the way that we do things. Yeah. Right. I haven't shaken anyone's hand in a long time. Exactly. We don't hug our friends when we see them. Like, And I wonder how this is going to affect pets. Honestly, we've seen so many people that have made taken the plunge to become dog parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It's hard to socialize your pup if you don't feel safe outside and in public. But I'm very grateful that at the moment... Our situation is that we can go back to dog school and our pups can socialize. We're feeling okay about it right now. Times may change. But I know there's a lot of people that maybe got a quarantine puppy and now things are starting to get back to quote-unquote normal. They're going back to work and their daily activities are going to be presenting more problems for the upbringing of their dog. So I just hope that this doesn't create sort of a pattern that people haven't been able to maintain in their lives. Yeah, won't be able to maintain into the future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I know for us, we're trying not to make big decisions right now as much as we can. We're we're dealing with outdated information all the time, right? You, you, You can make a decision and then things change and then it's the wrong decision. Any last thoughts, Ryan, about the quarantine and how it's affected you, how it's affected us as dog parents. During Adelaide's birthday party, her virtual birthday party, we did a behind the scenes of what a photo shoot with Adelaide looks like. 
We've got the, the big flash set up and the, the backdrop where we have all these different colors, colored backdrops, yellow being the best one, obviously. We, we were talking before all of this happened about maybe trying to set up a, a dog photography business that I have done uh, headshot photography. Not to be confused with hedgehog, if you thought he said hedgehog in a previous episode. In the, in the pilot, I said headshot photography. and It sounds like hedgehog. So hedgehog headshot. So Ryan's going to work on his diction because yeah. he's an actor and he needs to work on his diction because more than one person thought it was hedgehog. Yep. Which would be very adorable. I would really love to see some hedgehogs. But it's been nice to see people getting out and and doing photo shoots again with people. Um and dogs. And and dogs, sorry. People and their dogs is what I meant. Yeah. That they're doing it outside. And, and maybe this is something that we should, should look into and, and how to incorporate dog photography into what we do and what we provide. And also like sharpening your skills when it comes to the dog training. Because a lot of the trouble with taking photos of a dog is getting them in the right position. Mm-hmm. And capturing them in unique movements and moments. We're going to play around with that with Adelaide. If you can capture cute little pets and their owners. Mm-hmm. A, different, a different service to provide for people. And, and like, we were, like we have said about having Adelaide, we're so thankful that we've taken so many photos of her. It's an online catalog and memory book for us mm-hmm. that we can go back and see her. One of my favorite things that's happening right now on our Instagram is on this day one year ago. Because you better believe every day leading up to Adelaide's Gotcha Day, we had photos of her and we posted in anticipation. (laughs) Thanks to our breeder, we had amazing photos of her. We already posted once a day, maybe almost a month before we got her. Mm -hmm. That We got to visit her twice before she came home and uh, Shalane sent us a bunch of of puppy photos and videos as well. Yeah. It's been a great trip down memory lane. Mm -hmm. So great to give other people that as well yeah well how about we take a quick break and then we will get into the pup dates we just wanted to share with you one of our favorite dog bandana companies dogwood creek design we first heard about them from a friend and their product doesn't disappoint we were drawn to dogwood creek design because they are an ontario-based small business with high quality products like their top-selling plaid flannel dog bandanas and now offering two varieties of face masks. They're functional and adorable. We're glad to hear they've got scrunchies on the way too. When we first got Adelaide, we purchased their previous scrunchie design, which was a matching scrunchie and bandana combo, which made for a perfect dog mom photo shoot. It had flamingos on it. We love the style and color combinations. You can find them on Instagram at dogwoodcreek.design or on Etsy by searching Dogwood Creek Design. Special shout out to Hank the Iggy for being our podcast launch giveaway winner. Can't wait to see your humans sporting their new face masks on their next adventure with you. Updates. Adelaide has been enjoying everything about being up north. (laughs) I was like, she's been enjoying the just about everything. Yeah. She has been looking at bugs a lot, almost tried to lunge for some bees, has been getting into lots of trouble in Ryan's parents' house. Mm-hmm. But they're having to puppy-proof the house 
one item at a time as she finds it. You know, it it feels like a <laughs> feels like the way to do it because she could get into almost everything, and you can't remove everything from a house. Mm-hmm. You figure out what she's interested in, and then you take that away from her. So plants been have in, been a big thing. Yeah, yarn <gasps> and fabric. Whole mouthful of yarn. And Handmade masks. Socks and gloves. If you don't leave a bedroom door closed, danger. <laughs> and uh, and then just today, she uh, she found my mom's Apple pencil for her iPad. Just had a little little chomp down on both ends of it. It looks quite funny. <laughs> so it still works. Mom tested it, but it it definitely looks like Adelaide had had a little snack on a on the apple pencil. So yeah, pencils, twigs. Just got this new fascination with twig like things. Mm-hmm. So twigs are when we go outside, and pencils are when we're inside there. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> you know, she loves being up north, guys. Yeah. When we take her outside, we have to put sunscreen on her. So we've had a, a cream sunscreen that we put on her nose and her chest. I guess we talked about this in the Summer Tips episode already. Um, but we have since found a spray version of the same. So it has to be PABA-free and zinc-free. And uh, this this spray that we just found has that. We kind of spray that on her her back legs as well that are both that are both white and sometimes get a little pink from the sun. We've also learned about a spray technique. If you don't want to spray your Iggy's face, <laughs> cover it. Yeah, so you cover Protect their, their eyes. eyes. <laughs> um, and we do that for the sunscreen, but also for bug spray. So she's had had some trouble up here with uh, with bugs. Definitely a pup date. Mm-hmm. They. Go around her soft underbelly. Soft underbelly and her sensitive areas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it can't be much fun for her, but we didn't see any swelling, so we mm-hmm. didn't. They, they go away after a day, but, but they, we've heard that they get red and yeah. Benadryl is a good option to help reduce swelling. So we still need to get some Benadryl just in case Adelaide does have a reaction, especially if she were to eat bees or something like that. But for now, the black fly or horsefly bites kind of just look bad for about a day, and then they go away. Prevention would be DEET-free bug spray, spray from further away, and cover the face. Mm-hmm. Water. Right. So we, we had a, a chance to go to a beach, very sparsely populated beach, which was nice. that we had. I know. I was nervous. I was scared there were going to be too many people. Yeah. There weren't that many people at all. Um, so we, we walked her down to the water and there was also a, a Boston Terrier that she got to play with and they both kind of splashed around in the water together. So cute. But she wouldn't really go in farther than, than her legs. She laid down at one point because I think she was just hot. She was kind of having a drink of the water and, and cooling her, her stomach off. Um, but we're thinking we're, we're going to get her a life jacket. Test her out in the water. Mm-hmm. Cause my, my parents live right on the water here, so we should... We should give that a try and, and see how she likes it, right? We're never going to know if we don't try. I'm noticing for the first time as well that Adelaide is getting overheated in the sun. Yes. She right now is in my lap. <laughs> Not even curled up. She's kind of splayed out. And I think it's because she's finally finding her threshold for heat. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to run around when it's too hot. And she's enjoying being in the shade. Yeah, both when we were at the beach and... We were out here the other morning doing a workout on the roof, mm-hmm. and she would try and hide behind the barbecue shadow. <laughs> so we learned that 
as much as Iggy's love the sun, Adelaide has been enjoying the shade a little more than we thought she would. Mm-hmm. She enjoys the heat. Yeah. She wants it to be warm, but not too hot. Mm-hmm. So the pup date is, she's a little princess. <laughs> she's a little Goldilocks. She likes it. Yeah. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too cold. Just right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Iggy Parents. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the Iggy Parents. Or find us on YouTube. Search for The Iggy Parents and you'll find us. This podcast is available where all podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye from Ryan. And Jeff. And Adelaide. The Iggy.